This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, good morning, Heidi, or an afternoon in New York, right? Good morning, Mom. Yes, it is 1.56 p.m., so it's almost 2 o'clock, and what, so it is afternoon. And what does it look like uh, around there for the holidays? Um, it's getting cold. We don't have a lot of snow yet. New York City doesn't get a lot of snow, though, until maybe February, but it's beautiful. There's a lot of Christmas lights, and it's very festive. There's menorahs in almost every shop, window, and Christmas trees everywhere. New York is, an, is a magical place in the winter at Christmas, I think. And, but also, what a difficult time for pe- a lot of people, and we know you. That's the other side of it, because you can't get away from all the reminders. As you know, there's reminders on every block. There's you know toys and Santa Claus and all these things, and if you've had children die or siblings die, it's a constant reminder of, of what you've lost, basically, this year. So it is, it, can be a, it is a really hard time of year, I think. Absolutely, and that's why we've got Donna Henshu on today, and we met her at ADAC, Heidi, Association of Death Educators, and we wanted her to come on the show today because she's had a lot of loss, and she's an inspiration and is going to give you ideas about what you can do at this time of year and also in your life to deal with your losses. Welcome to our show, Donna. Donna's sitting here today in the studio with me. We're usually totally on the phone, so this is a real treat for me. Mm, and a treat for Hi, me Donna. as well. Donna's Thank you. also the author of... Spirit and Flight, and I just want to tell our audience up front, because I was so overwhelmed when I heard Donna's story. It is such, and she's going to tell us in detail, but it's such a story of not only surviving, but thriving after many, many losses. Donna has lost her spouse and three of her sons. Three. That is absolutely amazing to me. And yet she's, she's somehow found a way to survive and find hope, and I look forward to hearing your story today, Donna. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Heidi. So, uh, Donna, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your journey? The journey. Ah, oh, the journey. Um, in 1980, it began with the uh, death of my, the father of my children, my husband. And six months later, then, our two-year-old died of meningococcal meningitis, which was um, totally unexpected. Six months after that, I was pregnant with my third son, Seth, and he was born with severe challenges and lived for six weeks. Um, My son, Jason, who had journeyed all this with me, um, then passed, it's almost four years now it will be, and Which is not a long time. It's right? not a long time, and as you yeah. know, no, it's a know. short time. It's a very short time, and he, his spirit has been totally with me. We were talking a little bit about signs, and I'm constantly getting nudges and tugs about this way, that way, do this, jump in, let's go, and I'm listening to them a hundred percent. Brings a smile to my face to think about it. Yes, it's been a rough. And what happened to Jason? Jason was in Bolivia working with a group of people uh, learning song dance from the tribes along the Amazon. Just incredible 
person who loved culture, respectful, loving of all people. And he contracted a rare form of the South American uh, hantavirus. And he died within two months. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Now, did he get home? Did you take care of him? He did get home. And by the time the hantavirus had gone as far as to his lungs, then that's when we went to the hospital and... I stayed with him until he passed. You know, I'm I'm wondering, he must have thought, I can't do this to my mother. She can't lose another one. We had an incredible connection, a very spiritual connection. And one of the things he said to me as he looked up and we had a knowing, he said, Mom, whatever happens, always ask me first. And, And this still comes back to me with, okay, if he meant this literally, I ask him everything first. Right. And it calms me, and I process whatever it is I'm beginning to to think about what a decision I have to make. And I all of a sudden get a nudge or a tug, and I go, okay, honey, thanks. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Always ask me first. Yeah. And we had, well, we had journeyed all the other losses together. Right. And incredible bond that Jason and I still have still yes still have and yeah. will always have and and with his brothers and his father as well yeah so tell us what you've done and what you're doing and and uh, it's quite a journey for those folks out there who are the holidays are coming they've had a, a lot of loss uh, you know you're a, a person of real courage and you know, energy to move forward. What What do you recommend to well, folks out I've there? Well, I've just got to say holidays really suck. <laughs> they really right. are difficult when you are a parent who has experienced the loss of a son or daughter and tis the season to be jolly. Why am I not? And right, right. so you see everyone running around doing ho, 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 and this is ex- just not where your heart is. You can do yeah. several things. You can put up the good front and go ho, ho, ho with them while your heart's breaking. Or you can say, I'm going to do something really unusual and different this year and take off to go to a retreat and just be silent. Or I can go to the hill skiing all day and just eat a hot dog for lunch. The important thing that when I journey with parents who've experienced the loss of the son or daughter is that just follow your intuition, follow your heart. The signs are there. They're nudging you along. They want you to be all right. And then we just satisfy our basic needs, listen to our heart, follow our intuition. And we might be doing some really bizarre things. However, if you don't hurt yourself or others, anything goes in this grief world. Absolutely. Uh, And giving yourself permission to get up and walk out. Is, is kind of a big one, isn't it? It is a huge one. It is huge because you have many, many well-intended friends, family, whatever, who come around you should ought do. And when you can reach the point and you're comfortable enough with your own sense of this is what I am sensing that I need to do, and you can say, I appreciate your support, I'm going and do exactly what will make me feel comfortable at this time of year, whatever that is for you. Now, tell me, uh, before Jason died, were you involved with uh, the Association of Death Educators and doing your reality workshops? Yes. And and talk about that a little bit. 
This is interesting. I came up with Reality Works, and I thought, where on earth did that come from? The the best, the, the most clear way I can explain this is that we're all people first, and yet we're all different in our stories. We may have similar circumstances, similar life experiences, and yet because we're all uniquely individual, they're different. When I bring a, a gathering of parents together, I love watching the ahas, breakthroughs of the heart, balancing life and loss that... Yeah, you experienced that as well. well. Just a minute. Before you pass on to that, I want to say breakthroughs of the heart. I really like that. Do you? Don't you like that, Heidi? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, that's that's the the mission, breakthroughs of the heart, balancing life mm-hmm. and loss. And so I love that. Thank you. And and through through the seminar workshop, whatever they are called, we have a series of very simplistic things that we do to kind of unfold intuitively what may be going on, to validate support and courage, which is so important. Now, is there something I could do if I need a breakthrough of the heart? Do you have one one simple thing that, or one thing that I can do during this holiday season if I could take a moment to do it? I would encourage writing about a memory mm-hmm. of Scott. Mm-hmm. And this is what always opens us, and it may lead to some sorrow, it may lead to some crying, it may lead to happy memory. It doesn't matter, it's all the same as as long as you allow those tears to flow and you move through the process of wherever you're going with this, the memory, especially writing the memory, I remember when Jason uh, did this incredibly funny thing and and it smiles and then you cry and then I was just thinking Heidi if I remember when Scott put up the Christmas tree used to get so so cranky <laughs> well it used, used, used to fall on him all the time because <laughs> it was straight and he was allergic to the pine needles and he would turn all red <laughs> I love that and one of the one of the things that I must say that people could do if they'd like to is they could go on our website and it says tell us your story and you can go in and tell us a Christmas memory. We'd love to have you do that. So go that on. That is a wonderful idea. Yeah. Yes. So, so there's a place for you to write there on the site this this Christmas season. Well, tell us where you're located. And now now you've tempted our audience out there because they're like, wow, where is this woman? I'm currently living in Kansas, the state where I grew up. Um, I'm not sure how much longer I will be there. But I travel with my seminars and to the location of the request. Uh-huh. And I love doing this because typically I stay with a parent who's experienced the death of a son or daughter, and we get to know each other and we support each other. And then we have the seminar and... It's so interesting because people are going, I'm not going to come to some place where I'm just going to cry all the time. I said, well, I don't know what you've experienced, but the experience I've had with Reality Works, Breakthroughs of the Heart, Balancing Life and Loss, is that we laugh 90% of the time. (laughs) That might lead into laughter of uh, sorrow or tears of, no, laughter from the happy, tears from the sorrow, but it all meshes, it all is part of the process. So 
Uh, we have fun. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I think that's one of the first things that happens to you when you go to a compassionate friends group or get together with other parents. Uh, people who come in new are surprised that the group is kind of laughing, you know, at different times, and they're not, you know, there's some joy in it. And there are wonderful, happy memories. I know it's a tough time for you not having your kids or your spouse or your, you know, whoever it is that you lost in your life, your grandparents this year. Um, it's a tough time. There's no question about it. Um, but there are, I, I like the idea of maybe writing a happy memory about your grandparents or whoever you've lost at this Christmas time. And I'd also want to say, and I don't know if you, what you thought a bit about it, Christine, is um, you may let people know in advance. Uh, it's early now. We're December 16th. So let people know in advance that you're not going to come for Christmas Eve dinner mm-hmm. or that you're not going to come on Christmas. If you're going to change plans, please tell people a little bit early. And also, if you want to remember your loved one during a holiday dinner or something, ask a relative or a friend who knew them to bring it up so that you don't have to, or have a little ceremony before you go to dinner if you don't think you're going to be able to talk about your loved one. Uh, Light a candle. You know, do something before you go to the event so you feel like you've uh, honored them at that time. Have you got any thoughts about that, uh, Donna? That's beautiful. And one of the things that we did for a while was the candle was in the middle of the table, however many you choose to have. And we would light that, and everyone around the table would share a memory around the Thanksgiving table, the Christmas table. And it turned out to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and those could be happy memories too, right? Or, or, you know, it can, yeah, happy memories, any kind of a memory, really, because they'll all balance. This is the thing about balancing past, present, and future. They will always balance out, and this just amazes me. If you've got uh, someone on one side of you saying, oh, gosh, this is so hard for me to remember, or do, they may come out with a, a sorrowful memory, but somebody across the table will come out with a delightful memory. Everyone will laugh, and it all balances out. We must have the sorrow. How would we know when the laughter comes and it feels so good? Right. And we run around laughing all the time. That's not balanced either. This sorrow must come through. Meeting that sorrow, moving through it. One of the things that I have discovered through these years is that so many people want to quick fix their sorrow. There's no quick fix to sorrow. It, For a parent who's experienced the death of a son or daughter, it's a lifetime process. And it changes as we move along. We go into different... I'm not sure the phase is a word I want to use, for, but we flow through the process. As long as we can become more aware of ourselves with this process then we know we're on our way. We're on our way. And if we backslide a bit and have a time of um, intense sadness, that's okay. We need to be there. We are where we're meant to be at the moment. My uh, friend David Daniels, uh, who's a psychiatrist at Stanford, uh, he says that nobody um, ever died of dehydration from crying. (laughs) 
<laughs> you just have to drink lots of water. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, and that's a good point. That's a serious it, point. It is a serious yeah, point. Yeah, drink a lot of water during the holidays and do not drink alcohol. Alcohol dehydrates you. And you don't need to be dehydrated, dehydrated right now. And you need well, to take well, care of yourself. It also, it also makes you very, very sad. Mm-hmm. And you're already sad. <laughs> exactly. And this is part of the quick fix I was talking about. I hurt so much, I need something to stop the pain right now. It can become a pattern, it can become a habit, and it can stop the process, which so much needs to to move forward. Your body knows how to do it. The body knows what to do. And as long as we are cognizant of the need for our basic needs, air, breathe, water, yes, food, yes, shelter, where you feel safe. It's amazing, Gloria and Heidi, how many people do not feel safe during this time because they don't know how to present themselves or how the family says, I want you to be like this and go, wait a minute, I'm not there. How can I do this? Right. Get in touch with your own body during this holiday season and, and all the time, and we wish you all well. And, Donna, how can people get in touch with you? And they can actually ask you to come to their community? Oh, absolutely. And set up a program? Tell us about that. Well, I, I travel to the location of the request. And if you want to set up a bereavement group, if you want to just talk about what it is that your community uh, would respond to during sorrow, I'd be happy to come there. You can reach me through uh, my website. And give us that. Realityworks.net. And also, I'll give you my phone number. Okay. It's 719-429-4971. I'm a simple being, and I love to talk with people on the phone because then I get to hear the voice, and I get to hear where they are in the process. And well, well, what a gift that is for Christmas for you to uh, give that to people and for Hanukkah and for the holidays. And sounds like it might be a good idea for some of you folks out there to get in touch with Donna to do something during the new year with a group. And thank you so much for being on the show and for coming into the studio. Uh, Donna, you're a delight. It's, and it's, it's been fun. wonderful to meet you. Thank you, Gloria. And thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Donna. You are such an inspiration, and you're just a great living example of how, despite multiple, multiple loss, you have gone on and not only survived but thrived and, and are finding hope again. Absolutely. We've got to hold on to the hope. Yes. Thanks, Heidi. Uh, well, Donna and Heidi, wasn't that a great guest? Isn't Donna great? She is. She's she's amazing. I mean, it's just unbelievable what she's what she's endured and what she's been through and how many lives she's touching now. And I'll have to say who she reminds me of. You know, the one of the love of my life, Byron Katie, because Katie does what Donna does. She goes wherever she's asked to help the world. And uh, that's such an inspiration. What a great gal. And I'm very excited to hear that she's thinking about writing for us. I know she's going to be a great uh, inspiration to the Arab family. Thanks a lot for listening to the show today. And Heidi, wish and I wish you a happy holiday. And also, please take care of yourself this year. And uh, we'll be talking to you again next week. We'll have a show on for a week uh, during the holidays. It'll be posted on our site. So please tune in then. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. 
You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.